Mish threw a statistic up in the, on his website with a graphic because people like him pictures that showed that the median purchasing age in 2021 was 47 years old. 47 years old. I believe that was first time home buyers. 47 years old. Now, that should be shocking enough. Let me give you Misha's other statistic. In 1971, so 50 years ago, guess what the median purchasing age of a new home was? Your time starts now, Roger. Best of luck. 31. There's a the median, that means the average purchasing age of for of a of what they call a first-time home buyer was 31 in 1971. It is now 47. So yeah, there is a real thing with Obama phones. And getting high and drunk on Daft Punk singles and living in your parents' spare room or basement or attic until you're 40. And it's showing in the housing, so-called housing market. But there's something else here that, that ought to bug you about that and bugs me about it. And that's the why. Well, why would that be? Why is the age? Why is the age going up so precipitously? Why do we have a housing market crash that was entirely predictable and thus entirely avoidable? I mean, you don't have to have these things. Well, the short answer is because we have a central bank. But the really detailed short answer is one word: usury. You know, there's, there's that scene in It's a Wonderful Life, the, the long-form film, not the uh, short story version, which does exist. Uh, in the long-form film with Jimmy Stewart in it. Well, well, come on now. You don't want to be buying your houses from Potter. Mr. McGillicuddy, I, no, how much do you actually need to, to take from the savings and loan? There's an actual scene in there that I think is the is 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 it, it's it's often quoted. I think we actually play it here during "Have Yourself a Merry and Manly Little Christmas," and it's the dialogue between uh, George Bailey and the old curmudgeon, uh, Mr. Potter, and uh, the, the 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 dialogue. And I'm going to paraphrase here. I suppose I could find it and play it, or Maggie could find it and play it. But the dialogue uh, is, is basically it's a requiem or it's a it's a it's it's a dialogue about Potter the usurer and about what it, when when Stewart says how many houses do you need to own how many is enough for you and now this is what drives this entire cycle that they call. The housing market. 
It is not that a house or a home is a place where you raise these things called children. Ooh, what a novel idea, raising children, who knew? Where you raise these things called children, uh, these beings, these wonderful little creatures that scurry about and whatnot, uh, that, that's not and you, you, to keep the rain off of them or to keep the snow off of them in the summer to keep them cool in the winter to keep them warm that's not the purpose of a home the purpose of a home yo is an investment it is a place where you park your money it's your single biggest investment asset and stuff it is a completely and diabolically charged and warped way to view a home. Home is where the heart is, right? Well, is it? Or is home where the bank account is? Is home where the life savings is? You know, and this other, this nonsense about, my home has grown in value. Look, I only paid $250 for it. It's worth $400,000. Look at all the money I'm going to make. You're not going to make anything. <clears throat> this is the other rotten part of the so-called housing market. It teaches you and I that usury is good. And the second thing it does, it teaches us that inflation is inevitable and we have to live with it. But then it lies about the inflation, inflation and calls it an increase in valuation. A home is a depreciating asset. Trust me, I own one. <laughs> you may have heard that I'm trying to sell it. I'm in the 16th year of ownership. It does not increase in value. It costs more money every year to maintain it. The older it gets, the more costly it becomes. It's not an asset that grows in value. That just defies reality. It is a necessity. It's a beautiful necessity. But it is not an asset. It is not a financial gem. It's not a financial jewel. But you see, because we have this thing called the cyclical housing market, and we have these booms and these busts, your average boobus americanus catholicus or protestantius is taught from a very young age that that's the wonderful way that things are, and that's the way it ought to be. But you, little boy, little girl, you should know this, and you should get really good at playing this game. You should get really good at collecting all these proceeds off of your home. You should get really, really good at that investment part of the game, right? Thought about logically, thinking of a home like that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. One would have to be uh, with the historian Wilfred, I'm trying to remember his name now, he's in... Pages of Independence would call a dunderhead. But such is the state, modern and liberal education today. These things are taught. Once they are taught, they are internalized. Once they are internalized, they become normal. We can also make the connection that once Things like sex and pornography are taught in schools. Big subject we're going to talk about here today. They become 
normal. Child doesn't know any better. If you teach a three-year-old that being diddled is a good thing and that's just the way things are, and he or she ought to get used to it, then they will. They'll get used to it. If you teach a three-year-old that viewing pornography is just the way things are and that they ought to do it and that they should get used to it, they will. They'll get used to it. It will warp their mind. It will corrupt their souls. It will certainly... Another statistic from Mish Shedlock. Renters surpass homeowners in 41% of zip, code, zip codes in the 50 largest U.S. cities. Renting is at the highest level in a half a century. Now, it's in the highest level in a half a century because that's when they started measuring it. <laughs> they started the statistics in 1970. Population-adjusted numbers are another matter. Listen to this. Uh, a diverse set of 23 large and mid-sized cities transitioned from owner to renter majority between 2010 and, 20, and 2020. Renting is at the highest level in a half a century again because that's when they started measuring it. With 43.7 households currently living in rentals. Now if you think about it for just a moment, what is a rental at the end of the day? What's a rental? Uh, now, it could be that you have an embarrassment of riches because you overbuilt a very large home. You had 10 children, say. They've all grown up. They've all moved out, uh, or, or most of them have moved out. You don't need seven bedrooms any longer. You only need three or two or three or maybe one for an office, maybe four. And maybe you need to downsize, uh, but you really kind of like the, the home and it's near, it's on your property, uh, so you're going to rent it out. Okay, fine. And, that's fine and dandy. That's, uh, you, no one should have an issue with that. That, to me, is a just use of, uh, uh, of your earned capital that was invested in the depreciating asset that was the home. There's nothing wrong with renting it out at that point. But when you're renting out for the purpose, though, of taking money that you don't have, it's not yours. In other words, you get a mortgage, which in and of it itself has to be one of the most diabolical inventions in the history of man. If you sit down, you, you, you do this for fun. For those of you that have mortgages, that's going to be most of you. Let's say you have a 30-year. Over the course of the 30 years, how much are you going to pay out in interest? Well, I believe if you borrow two hundred fifty thousand at four percent interest, that you're, you, you, that the mortgage company or the mortgage uh, the slaughterhouse's return is going to be somewhere in the order of around four hundred thousand dollars. That's over and above the principal that they're going to get back for money that they own that they so supposedly loan to you that they don't have. Ninety-five percent of all mortgages today are covered by the United States government. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the VHA, other various loan schemes that the federalities run. How did they get in the business of real estate? This is another part about the housing market. And mortgage rates have gone up. Why? Why? Because you have a central bank. 